This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the One Foot Down podcast. This is Joshua Voles, site manager for One Foot Down. And uh, taking a few minutes, it's been a little while since I've uh, recorded one of these things. Uh apologize this is uh not wes and uh and marty but um so your audio audio quality is gonna be a little little low but uh a lot of news this week uh, a lot of stuff going on and uh we're just gonna we're gonna barrel through just a little bit of this um and just kind of i'm gonna explain you know what is going on and what i think might happen and uh just there's a few few things like that so look Let's stick with what uh, what's on everyone's mind uh, that happened this morning. Um, I'm recording this at the well. I guess we're a little after midnight, but uh, so yeah, Ian Book injured. Uh, Brian Kelly said after practice on Thursday that um, that he's day to day. It'll be a game time decision. Uh, basically, everybody with a source um, out there has said that he's it'll be Brandon Wimbush that's playing this game. Um, so I think you gotta have to respect that a little bit, Brian Kelly. Obviously, I I think just it wasn't gonna come out and say that Brandon's starting a little bit of gamesmanship there, but but uh, there was some talk that uh, Ian would m- miss um, the Syracuse game as well. Something about a kidney. Kelly said it was an upper body injury. Didn't really expand much. I I I really couldn't tell you. I had heard personally um, from one of my sources, um, you know, that that there was a likelihood of him missing the Syracuse game as well. Um, I think it's been conflicting back and forth upon who, uh, depending on who you talk to, about how that's going to work or how that's going to go. Uh, but right now, really, the most important thing, thing is the game right in front of us. And that's the Florida State Seminoles coming into town and, and – uh, I, like I said, I think it's most likely it's going to be Brandon Wimbush um, playing in this game. So, you know, before this this news, I think many people were getting ready for a somewhat comfortable win on senior day. Florida State is absolutely really terrible, and their 4-5 and five record really doesn't show uh, how terrible they really are. Uh, you know, they can't offensively they're just a mess and they're a mess because their offensive line can't do anything. If you watch Florida state at all this year, you just see them just getting handled. And I mean, handled in the trenches. Uh, and they, they got good running backs and those guys are, um, I can't remember where I heard this this today. Um, 
maybe it was off the Irish Illustrated podcast, but like yards after contact for the running backs, like Cam Akers is getting like one point two yards after contact, and I mean it, it, it's just, it's just rough. I mean these guys are are getting hit immediately uh, when they're trying to run the ball. Uh, you know, throwing the ball, they, they're susceptible to turnovers. Their, their offense really is just a flat mess. Now their defense um, can is a little bit of the opposite. They're they're still fairly decent. They got some athletes. They play the run very well, but their secondary, yeah, secondary, their secondary is susceptible to uh, giving up some yards and giving up some big plays. So you add it all up, that all up to what Notre Dame does best, and I think that. You know, everything was lining up for, you know, with Ian Book at quarterback for a pretty comfortable win. I mean, I was prepared to say, you know, something like 45-13. You know, maybe they get a little garbage score. Maybe let's just say 45-17, somewhere around that range. I know the spread was like around, I think it opened up at 19 and a half. uh, And it came down to, it was bet down to 18 points or something like that. But uh, then this news drops about, about Ian Book being hurt. And so basically, you know, we're going to have Brandon Wimbush elevated back up to a starting status. Obviously, his strengths play into Florida State's strengths. And so now we're, we're kind of questioning about, you know, how's this game going to go? You know, our, our, last, our last real thoughts of Brandon are with the Ball State game and the Vanderbilt game. You know, Many of us forget how, you know, integral he was in beating Michigan, which is the best win in the nation right now by any team. So say what you will about any other quarterback in the country, Brandon Wimbush probably has the best win in the country right now as a starting quarterback. There's something to be said there. I, I, I really don't know how to exactly say it. I I think it's a complicated, it's a really complicated uh, kind of situation. But the way Notre Dame used him against Michigan is probably how you're going to see him used against Florida State. You know, against Ball State, he didn't run. You know, they, they were, I think they were trying to work on some things passing wise, and it was just, it was a really stupid fucking game plan. It was really dumb. You know, they really, they looked past Ball State so, I mean, like they were, they weren't even there. Like it was supposed to be practice. And Ball State was game. They played them tough, and the Notre Dame stuck to their ridiculous game plan of trying to keep Wimbush in the pocket and do all these passes, and everything was just kind of falling apart around them. And there was really no way to, to go about that game. Everything should have been scrapped after that first quarter and, you know, moved on. But, you know, Notre Dame gets off to these, such these great starts under Brandon Wimbush, that, and there's a theory behind that, too, that – you know, you, you kind of get a good feeling and then you just kind of watch it all disappear. Now, going back to that about the good starts, it is the opinion of others, and, and I share this, that Brandon, that these plays aren't scripted, okay? But there is a general set of series. I, if you if you play football in your life or if coach or whatnot, you, you know that there is a, there is a, there's a kind of a game plan for everything. You know, there's a series for everything. There's this play sets up this play and they have a general idea of what they're going to do first drive. 
Okay, the, the plays may not be scripted, but it's it's based off a set of series there. So I think Brandon gets comfortable during practice that week with what that is, and that that and that's a theory that and they goes out and executes it really well. It's the adjustments afterwards that, that they have to make and that he has to make that end up causing a few issues, you know, mostly in the passing game. So, kind of, kind of lost my train of thought there, just you know, thinking about that. But you know, so they have this Ball State game, and I, I think you just got to throw it in the trash, really, when you're talking about Brandon Winbush. Now, the Vanderbilt game is a much more indicative. You know, you can look at it a little more closely and see what you need to see from Brandon through that Vanderbilt game, and that was rough. That was rough goings. I, I think they learned from their mistakes against Ball State, but they, they were falling into the same trap against Vanderbilt. It's just been a different world since Ian Book has been the starter for Chip Long. It's a different offense, and now that you've got. Six games, your most recent six games under your belt with a different quarterback and running basically a different offense. How do you get back to playing the other offense effectively, you know, with Brandon Wimbush? I think that's going to be a huge challenge. So, you know, I think it's all up in the air. I, I, I really don't, I don't know how Brandon's going to respond. I don't know how Chip Long's going to respond. I don't know how the team's going to respond. But I, I'm a pretty big believer in in redemption stories, and I just think this lines up so awesomely well that it's right there for Brandon to take. You know, all this criticism, and I won't say hate because I, I really don't think people are criticizing him or criticizing his play. Hate him. I think people are just keeping it real when they're talking about football and actual things that happen on a football field. But, you know, but it it still gets to a person, you know. So I just think all that stuff that, that was laid on him, and now he gets a chance. You know, I and I, I fully believe that, you know, I don't think he's been fully, I don't think he's been fully checked in with the team. I mean, I think he's been a little checked out. Uh, I, I really haven't paid much attention to him on the sidelines, to be honest with you. But... You know, Brian Kelly says it, you know, that he's been helping with you, he was helping with book and all that. He's a good teammate, but it, it's still difficult. And you, you got to think that, especially after, you know, that Wake Forest game when book just came in on fire as, a, you know, the first game starter, Brandon probably just thought, okay, this is, pro- you know, this is probably going to be it. So now all of a sudden it's you got to flip that switch back to starter mode. And that, that's a little more difficult than I think people, some people think, but now he's, but this chance that he has laying in front, right in front of him, you know, last game, probably that he'll ever play in Notre Dame stadium. Now Brandon does have another year of eligibility, but I think the writing's up pretty clear on the wall that he's probably going to seek, you know, to play his final year somewhere else. I mean, if you're him, you obviously, I think he's going to leave with us. He's going to get a Notre Dame degree and he's going to go somewhere else where he's going to have more playing time. You know, I, there's no reason to think that Ian book is not going to be the starter next year. And that that's even going to be close to being a competition. Any, and especially this year, any lip service to that is going to be thrown out the window. 
uh, with the way Book is played. So, you know, this is most likely Brandon Wimbush's last game inside Notre Dame Stadium. There's a little bit of, you know, like I said, redemption that could be found there. You know, you're the number three team in the country. You need these last three wins to get in the playoffs. When Brian Kelly said earlier in the season, uh, you know, after, you know, after he replaced Brandon with Ian, he had said, you know, we're going to need Brandon. We're going to need him to help us win a, a couple of these games. I, back then, nobody, nobody thought that that was actually going to happen. You know, it's a coach trying to protect his player. He's trying to protect Brandon and, and his ego a little bit. And I, and I don't say that in a negative way. You know, and he's, he was just, you know, saying what you say as a coach. Never a million years did you really think that that was probably going to happen. That we, that now we do need Brandon to win us a game or two maybe. And here it is. It's right in front of him. At home. Senior day. All the guys that he's been with in Notre Dame those four years. That you're all right there, shoulder to shoulder. And whatever you may think about locker room divisions, and there had been some, some, uh, some theories. I won't give them. I won't pay much mind. But you know that there was some locker room division, as there would probably be at any place where their quarterback situations go back and forth. It, it doesn't really matter. Brandon's the guy right now. If you know if the, if Ian's not going to start, he's the man. And they're all going to be looking to him, and they're all going to have his back. I think this is a pretty mature team and a pretty realistic team in terms of of knowing what's ahead of them, that they're going to you know, just strap it up and go to war, you know, with Brandon. It's something they've done before. This isn't, a, you know, it's not, the great thing about this is it's not something new either. You know, this isn't just, this isn't so some random backup coming in. You know, we know what we have with, with Brandon. But we also, you know, and he's won a lot. <laughs> he's won a lot of games for Notre Dame. He's played well before. It's there, There's no reason to think that he can't do it again. All right? So, all these people with the hold me, I'm Irish crap going on, I, I just I just find it, find it silly. And so much of this talk, I just think people keep forgetting what Notre Dame has, and that is a very good defense. I mean, the, all this talk, and yet they're, like, still 18th in the country in scoring defense, uh, you know, holding teams to, like, 19 and a half points a game. Hey, if Brandon gets them 22 this week, he gets them 22. But nothing matters other than getting the, winning and getting the playoffs. They can win their last three games by an average of one point each game, and they're getting in. End of story. I mean, so... What else does it matter? And everyone wants to make a big deal about the Michigan Notre Dame comparisons right now, and I, I, I just find folly with all that. And I'm just like, who, who gives a fuck? Now I have a lot of fun with it, and I've tweeted out a ton of stuff. But in the end, what? Who, who fucking cares? I get that we don't want to be the four seed. We don't want to play Alabama that first round. That, that is just strategy, and that is absolutely correct. That is exactly what you want. But this program needs a playoff berth, one way or the other. Three wins gets them there. They need it. Brandon Wimbush can get them there. He can get this win. 
He could even get a win next week against Syracuse. I, I, I'm still having a problem with hearing people. Tim Priester said it today, and I think O'Malley was in agree with, agreement with him. Notre Dame's going to have to score points. Why? Why do they have to score a ton of points against any anybody? They have a really good defense. Why do they? Why would all of a sudden would would they have to score in the high thirties to win a football game? when nobody has been able to, to turn that kind of performance out. I, I, I don't get it. I still, I mean, I have a lot of faith in what the defense can do and what they do do. How about some voodoo? But, uh, so, I, I just think, I, this whole situation, I think, is getting blown up. We're playing a, a piss-poor Florida State team, it's going to be coming up to freezing cold weather, and they have no offensive line. They're they're trash. I'm comfortable with that. All right, that that alone makes me feel comfortable. Like, all right, we got this. You know, we scored 20 points, we win. I'm cool with that. So we'll just do that. It's a game time decision. So maybe this whole you know 16 minutes was. For nothing, maybe it, it, nothing was as bad as it was, as what everyone thought, and the book plays, and you know whatever, whatever. But I think that's where the direction we're going. It's going to be Brandon. So <clears throat> it's, it's get the win, get the win. A veteran quarterback coming in senior senior day, finding some redemption, being able to walk off that field, knowing that he wasn't just standing on the sidelines. He went out there and helped his team win. I think that. I, this is just setting up to be something really good, I think. Instead of looking at it in the, all the negative light that, that we're so used to doing because it's just so easy, I think we can just, if you could step back for a minute, you can see the positive side of all this, and that's a really good guy. And, I mean, Brandon Wimbush is a really good kid. You could, this is something that you should want in a weird, sick way with, with nobody get really being hurt. <laughs> You're not wishing an injury on book, but, but you really should want this. You should want someone who you've cheered for and who you've supported and, and someone who, who, it, fuck it. It's Notre Dame. You know, it's, it's one of us. That That's who you're supporting. So get behind him. I just, I just, I just, I'm at a stumble, a loss for words because I want to put a hole in the wall thinking about how awesome this could end up being. You know, and it may not be a major story, but I, but for me, I would feel fantastic. I'll have a huge ass smile on my face for Brandon because I think that's just a good thing for anybody in their lives. Any, I don't care who you are, not even just sports and life or whatever, someone to find redemption, someone going low and getting back high, I think that is just one of the better things as part of the, the story of being a human being works. So I'll leave that at that. You know, And I think today I picked, I think I ended up picking Notre Dame 35-13 or something like that. The line did get bet down to like 16 points. So there there is the concern everywhere that the world's caving in. I'll, I'm still picking <laughs> a 20-point win. So we'll see what happens. I, I think Florida State just has no will to play. I think that they're just they're done. They got their own quarterback situation with Blackman and Francois. 
I just, I just think they're they're going to come off that plane and it's going to be rough for them. I, the play in this kind of weather, and and especially even if they give it a good go at in the first half, they're going to go into those locker rooms at halftime, and then they're going to come out, and it's going to hit them. That cold, it's just I mean, they're not used to it. It's it's how we kind of get told about you know the desert in October and November. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that in reverse. All right. There's a reason why it's hard to get these teams, and and Florida State has been good at that. They've came up to Notre Dame in November before. Obviously, this is the 25th year anniversary of the uh, game of the century, but it's it's going to be a rough go. It's going to be a lot like I I really believe that Miami Sun Bowl game. So, all right, and the only really other news as far as the football team goes is that they're wearing green jerseys. Uh, they they came out, man. Notre Dame's been knocking it out with their social media this year, I think. They've had some pretty good troll moves. They've, they've, they've done some pretty slick stuff. You know, the, the whole Enter Sandman, uh, unplugging the guitar thing was was pretty good. The, the Chicago skyline thing after they beat Northwestern was pretty slick. They've, they've done some things. But, I mean, this was a pro move, straight pro move here, of doing the scene from Rudy Rudy's 25 year anniversary this year too. All right. So doing the scene from Rudy, I mean, and they had it just lined up. I mean, they did, that was well done. Well done. You know, everything that was going on there. So if you you guys have been reading the articles, uh, I won't put down about the green jerseys. I, I put one a few weeks ago and I basically just have said flat out, you know, this whole thing about the green really, I think comes about from just, a piss poor Shamrock series product. You know, the, the, those uniforms are trash. They're pure, absolute garbage. So I, I think they're having some big issues selling them, selling that stuff. So when Notre Dame had the green out for Michigan, okay. And, and I'll take this for what it is. All right. This, some of this is, you know, some of this was kind of rumor. Some of this was fact. And the way I'm talking about it, it's, I think all of it comes together as fact. So just you can be skeptical about this, and that's okay. But you know, nothing's really. There hasn't been a whole lot of these sales of Shamrock Series gear. Normally, you see guys or and women up at these games, and and a lot of the crowd has got the stuff on. I've barely seen anybody with this year's version of the stuff at any of the games. It's been really, really low. Uh, so there's been a lot of calls over the years for like greenouts and stuff like that, and that's been a fan thing. The university's never really like helped that. And it's been frustrating because it's it's a cool thing and you'd like them to be involved and promote that and you know push that because it makes a cool environment. And out of the blue this year, they do for the Michigan game. You know, magically these Irish wear green shirts show up from Under Armour and they're selling like hotcakes. All right. Look, they had to make up their dollars for the Shamrock series gear. So Notre Dame promotes this game hand-in-hand with Under Armour against Michigan. Now, the rumor was that I think the seniors were were asked to vote on whether they wanted to wear the green jerseys against Michigan or if they wanted to wear them on senior day, and the seniors voted on senior day. That's the rumor. All right? That's why there was a lot of talk, besides the the normal stuff that you would get probably from a, you know, a, a, green, a call for a green out. 
But that's why I, a lot of talk was talk before the Michigan game and Notre Dame might wear green jerseys. Because I think it was, like, it was a rumor, but I do think that it was, you know, tossed around, you know, should we wear them? I love the response. I can't remember if it was, it was somebody from SB Nation uh, at the home office there <laughs> called Notre Dame cowards for not wearing the green jerseys against Michigan. And I, I laugh at that because I think that was, <laughs> that was a great response. You know, we're so nervous about what happens in a green jersey uh, because of, this, you know, some of the shit that's happened over the years. And uh, it was the perfect opportunity. It was the perfect moment to do it, really. You know, say whatever you want about, you know, the underdogs and big games, blah, 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 blah. But the calling for a green out, getting the green out, I mean, it actually worked, to my surprise. I mean, the green jerseys for that game would have been would have been the moment to do it, meaning something without it going over the top. And they blew it. They didn't do it. And I think calling them cowards, I think it's funny. I, I just I thought that was pretty funny. So instead, we're going to wear them senior day, which I find strange. I thought I found the, you know, them wearing the Navy, the rocking uniforms last year. I thought that was a little strange on senior day. You know, you think about senior day, there's a lot of pictures, uh, a lot of guys soaking up the memories and all this. I just, I find wearing an alternate uniform on that last, the last time you get to put on the home unis, you know, seems a little crappy. I, I, I guess if it was me, and this is just a personal choice, if it was me, I think I would, you know, I would want to wear what I would normally wear at home. I wouldn't want an alternate or a, or a, even a throwback or anything like that. I would want what, what you normally wear. So this would be the second year in a row. And, you know, Notre Dame likes to make things called traditions out of nothing and then call it tradition. So I wouldn't, and I, and this is nothing new. This is actually nothing new either. I, I'm pretty sure that was the reason Charlie Weiss gave in 2006 when Notre Dame wore, wore the green jerseys um, against uh, against Army. It was the last home game of the year before they were heading out to USC, and Notre Dame wore green jerseys against Army. And the reasoning was is that you know it was Senior Day. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, that the Senior Day ish thing. Was, was tossed around and then 07 happened and they wore the uh their throwbacks those gorgeous most beautiful uniforms ever um against usc and got trounced and, and then that was you know in october um and they weren't gonna you know trot out green uniforms again uh <laughs> you know during a disaster season like that and then i think that just kind of faded away so They'll point to a little bit of tradition, I think, maybe after this year. Maybe they'll do it again next year. I don't know. Um, where they wear an alternate or, or, or something um, for the last home game. I'm not a big fan of do them doing that, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, as far as the green jersey itself, uh, it's been – I mean, they were, everyone's kind of figured this was happening. The jersey went up for sale on, uh, the, you know, the bookstore a couple weeks ago. Uh you know, I got no problems with it. I know a lot of people are pretty pissed about the number uh, being blue with gold outline. Uh, they want to think the number should be gold. I mean, they, they <laughs> I'm not trying to insult anybody, but I mean, I, the, the, the green jerseys they wore for like USC in 05, yeah, those look good. You know, they're cool. Uh, but people have felt, people fall in love with things so 
so much that they just can't let it go. And you need to let it go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure if Under Armour has like a hunter green or whatever the hell that green is within all their collections, but they have this, this Kelly green and I'm cool with it. I, it looks good to me. I like, I like Kelly green. So whatever. Should the numbers be gold or white? I, I don't know. They I think they look fine as blue. They're basically the Shamrock Series uniforms from 2015 without all the extra shit with the stripes and the, you know, and the whatnot. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're wearing, it should be same pants. No, and they're not going to touch the helmet or anything like that either. So it's just the jersey change. They're Kelly Green. Get over it. It's going to be all right. All right. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm um, pretty still extremely confident still in Notre Dame beating Florida State. I like the green jerseys. Um, I'm really happy with the way the basketball team has played these first two games of the season. Go Irish. Uh, hockey. <laughs> uh, the big series this weekend with Michigan. Hoping they stepped up, can step it up. You know, they got swept by, uh, by Minnesota Duluth. And then they split a series with Ohio State last weekend. So... You know, sweeping Michigan, fuck Michigan, would be pretty nice this weekend. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but um, the preview's up on the site. You know, if you're just listening to this on off of our podcast, please check out the site. We are just busting our butts right now. It's November. It's busy. We got all the football stuff, plus hockey, men's basketball, women's basketball starts up, and we're gearing up for all that and trying to provide you with as much coverage, news, and opinion that we can possibly can, can do, and... Um, you know, check us out on Twitter at One Foot Down, Facebook One Foot Down, and also on Instagram, and that's at One Foot Down SBN. And uh, that's about all, y'all. So uh, I'll be up at the game. Hope uh, anybody that's going up to the game, uh, if you guys hear this, hit me up if you see me. Uh, if you see pictures of me, I have a bald head and I kind of walk kind of shifty. So <laughs> I could probably use a drink. So, anyways, uh, have a good one and uh, go Irish. <laughs>